Loading up. Going deep. Has a man. It is caught for the touchdown. Doolin's got it. Big hole. Who needs a field goal for Neko for the end zone? And he's in. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. And it's there. Deshaun Jackson tiptoeing for the touchdown. Passing sets, throws, end zone, diving catch. Touchdown, second of the game, Adam Thielen. It's Samuel. Debo Samuel. Takes it in for a Niners touchdown. Stafford going downfield for Jefferson. He's got him. Jefferson able to stay upright, and he is gone. Touchdown, L.A., 79 yards. Here's one for Beckham. Got him. Touchdown, Odell Beckham. 54 yards to number. Welcome back into the Lucky Shots podcast. Hopefully you all had a good Thanksgiving weekend. Hopefully you went and got fat, got some good food, uh, and you enjoyed some football. Three Thursday night football games. Uh, Two of them didn't go the way I thought. Lions almost pulled it out. They were really close. uh, Lost on that last second field goal, but still a fun game to watch. Uh, Then you had the damn Raiders go out and actually win, uh, which hurts my feelings. Uh, But, hey, you know, another another positive week, another... uh, I think I believe I went eight and seven, so decent week. Uh, not exactly where we want to be, but hey, let's turn it around this week after we look back at last week. So last week, as I said, the Raiders won. They snapped their three-game losing streak. Uh, they beat Dallas 36 to 33 in overtime. Uh, in my opinion, probably every Cowboy fan uh, opinion. The P.I. call at the end of the game uh, that essentially won the Raiders the football game can't have it. Uh, In my opinion, you can't make that kind of call where it literally ends the football game. It's an overtime. That penalty puts them in field goal range after Dallas just had the ball, and it wasn't even a P.I., he was trying to turn around to play the ball, and the receiver just grabbed a hold of his head. How how can you call that P.I.? So, you know, give the props to the Raiders. They won, but they they had to get a questionable call to do so. Uh, but snaps their three-game losing streak. Dallas, where they sit now in the pretty close uh, NFC East, I believe it is. It's kind of wide open now. Then you got the Bengals getting back on track. They won 40-10 to over Pittsburgh. That is now two back-to-back blowout wins uh, as they beat the Raiders the week before, 32-13. to It's another division that's pretty wide open. Uh, you know, if Cleveland can get kind of back in the mix, maybe you got three teams that can compete there. Uh, but I think, I think you got the Bengals and you got the uh, Ravens that are definitely going to be two playoff teams. Which one's going to win the division? Who knows? It's kind of up in the air, but the Ravens aren't playing great football right now. The Bengals look like they are. So uh, a win like that, pretty convincing, and hopefully they carry it into next week. Then you got the Dolphins. The Dolphins are red hot right now. Uh, They blew out the Carolina Panthers 33-10. That is now four wins in a row. The Miami Dolphins with Tua at quarterback, it's it's crazy to see. It's been a crazy year, um, and, you know, the Dolphins trying to make their way back into possibly a wild card spot. Um, 
you know, you do have the Bills and the Patriots in that division who are probably going to win and be one of the wild cards. But if the if the Dolphins can continue to make games like this happen and continue to put wins on the board, there's a good possibility they could maybe steal one of those three wild card spots. Then you have the Patriots who just continue to roll. They won 36 to 13 over Tennessee. Very convincing over a team just a couple weeks ago that was the hottest team in the NFL. Um, and now the Patriots, they're on that six game winning streak. It seems like six games this year has been that streak number. Uh, so can the Patriots possibly make it seven after this next week? They got a tough matchup, but they are on a roll. Then you had the Giants upset the Eagles. The Eagles looked really good uh, for two weeks, just going out, putting up a lot of points, playing good football. Giants go in, they beat them 13-7, to and now, as I said a little earlier, that NFC East is pretty wide open. You have Dallas, who lost. They're 7-4. You have Philly, who's 5-7. They lost. You have Washington, who just won last night. I believe that makes them 5-7. And, and then you have the Giants, who won who are now 4 and 7. So, sure, the Giants are 3 games back. The other two teams are 2 games back. But Dallas is starting to slip and these teams are starting to go out and win. It's a long, long, long shot for the Giants, but hey, in a division that's wide open against teams that you know, you should, might have a chance to go out and beat, it's not completely out of the question that the Giants could start making something happen. And then the Broncos, who knows what to expect from them. They take out the Chargers 28-13 to in that AFC West. It's even more wide open than that NFC East. Like, the Chiefs, 7-4. and They had a bye last week. The Chargers just lost to the Broncos. They're 6-5. and Vegas, they won on Thursday night. They're 6-5. and Denver beat the Chargers. They're 6-5. and five. So all of these teams, one game back. Broncos have a huge chance to make a flip in this division uh, because they play the Chiefs this week. And then you got the Raiders, you got the Chargers, both in matchups that they possibly could lose. Denver could overtake this division this week. So it'll be interesting to see. But speaking of this week, let's hop right in to Thursday night. You got Dallas versus New Orleans. Dallas has a lot going on right now, a lot of COVID stuff going on. Uh, they're not going to have their head coach, like half of their coaching staff, uh, some of their players. So people like CeeDee Lamb got to get back. He's got a concussion, had a concussion. He was out all of last week, so he should be in. They are going to need him. They're not going to have Amari Cooper. Uh, so this team is kind of already on the ropes. Now something like this happens could be it could just spell a lot of trouble for them but they've got a lot of offensive weapons hopefully they can overcome all of it um but they're going up against the saints who have a decent defense decent offense it looks like Taysom hill actually is going to be making the start this week uh so that just adds another layer to this offense uh you know dallas lost 36 to 33 against vegas new orleans lost 31 to 6 against buffalo both of those were last thursday so back-to-back -back thursday night game uh for both of these teams kind of interesting i i don't know the last time i've seen a team play back-to-back -back thursday nights um 
and these two teams are going to do it, it's going to be an interesting game. I mean, you your gut would tell you take Dallas in this, but they're spiraling. They have half of their coaching staff out, a lot of players out. It could be a very tall task for them to climb up this hill. And New Orleans could play a little spoiler here. Uh, but I'm going to go on the side of logic that Dallas has Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, Tony Pollard, uh, Dalton Schultz, C.D. Lamb. They've just got all these different weapons. New Orleans does not. So got to go Got to go with the logic and take Dallas here. But it's a game. I have no idea. It's honestly a toss-up. Then we go into Sunday morning. You got the Giants against the Dolphins. Giants won 13-7 against Philly. Miami won 33-10 over Carolina. The Giants have won three of their last five, and their only two losses in these last five games to Tampa Bay and Kansas City. Barely lost to Kansas City. Obviously got pretty handled by Tampa Bay, but, I mean, when you've won three of your last five and your two losses are to, you know, arguably the best team in the league and another team that could be the best in the league but they're all over the place i mean you you are kind of making a resume for yourself and you're starting to get momentum to start chasing uh that division lead but then you have miami on the other side who's won four in a row it's been all great defense um on their part offensively everything's clicking they're taking care of the ball i mean they're just doing everything they can to make um all of this work so i got to go with miami in this one i mean it's it's going to be tough to take down miami when their defense is playing as good as it is and their offense is clicking and everything's kind of working for them right now then you have indy against houston uh indy played a really good game against Tampa Bay. Lost 38-31. But, you know, what do you think of when you think of Indy? You think of the run game. You think of Jonathan Taylor. He did all right. He had 83 yards and a touchdown. But Carson Wentz, not really what you think of if you think, oh, the Colts had a good game. He had 44 attempts, 306 yards, three touchdowns. He did throw two interceptions. Possibly could be part of the reason why they lost. Um, one of those interceptions though came on a Hail Mary, so you can't really count that for much. Uh, but Indy, they're playing really well. They just played down to the wire with, you know, one of the top three teams in the NFC. So looking really good going up against Houston. They lost 21 to 14 against the, uh, New York Jets. Tyrod Taylor though, he's got four touchdowns and only one interception in the last two games. It's all coming on the ground mostly, but I mean, the the Texans are starting to put things together kind of offensively. I mean, looking decent, but I got to go with Indy. This seems like a trap game. Like Tyrod's going to go out and get three more touchdowns and beat Indy in an upset, which is what this season has been. But I can't bet against Jonathan Taylor. I honestly can't bet against Carson Wentz right now. They're playing very good, uh, football on offense playing very good defense so i gotta go with indy for that one then you have minnesota against detroit uh minnesota lost 34 to 26 against san francisco uh but if you look at on the season their offense is really actually very good 
very underrated offense. Carson, or not Carson Wentz, uh, Kirk Cousins has 23 touchdowns and three interceptions. Very good ratio there. Starting to take care of the ball. Play efficient. Justin Jefferson has 1,027 receiving yards. So he is just out there, you know, eating it up. And then Adam Thielen. Touchdown Thielen, 10 touchdowns. He's tied for first among wide receivers. And, I mean, everything's kind of working. It looks like Dalvin Cook won't be in, so it's going to be Alexander Madison. But we've seen already this year, Madison stepping in still looks all right. Offense still moves. And when you have Carson Wentz playing very well and you have two really good receivers in Jefferson and Thielen, and then you have that complimentary piece of Tyler Conklin, it's a very good-looking offense. Going up against Detroit, who, as I said, was very, very close, uh, lost 16-14 to against Chicago on a last-second field goal, so they are still winless. As much as I would love to see them upset somebody, I just don't think it's going to be Minnesota this week. Um, Minnesota's playing everybody super tough. Detroit is also doing that, but they haven't won any games. So got to go with Minnesota, better offense, and probably a better defense. It, it just spells victory there. Then you got Philly going up against the Jets. Philly lost 13-7 to against the Giants. They had four turnovers, three of those from Jalen Hurts, and he didn't have a single touchdown. We've seen in these, you know, blowout victories, very good defense. Hurts may not do a lot on the air or through the air, but he does a lot on the ground. The whole offense playing well. I mean, you got to play well to put up 30 plus points in two straight games. Just put up a total dud. And I mean, the Giants defense. It was touted as, you know, an underrated defense uh, earlier this season. They came out and, you know, put it on uh, Philly last week. So you got to clean up those turnovers if you're going to win football games, Um, especially when you're not necessarily that efficient throwing the football. You're going to have to figure it out. Going up against the Jets should be okay, I think. Uh, The Jets won 21-14 against Houston. It was Zach Wilson's first game back. Only 145 through the air in an interception, but he did have a touchdown. Uh, you know, we, we've seen Elijah Moore really come on and start, you know, making a name for himself. Wilson, it's his first game back, probably going to be a little slow. If he can really start making that connection with Elijah Moore that all the other Jets quarterbacks have made, this offense could look really good. Michael Carter had a few good games. Um, Tevin Coleman, I believe, is actually who's going to be leading that backfield. I think Carter um, is dealing with injuries. But it's an offense that, you know, I wouldn't say is any worse than the Giants offense. Haven't seen a lot from the Giants offense. And Philly just lost to them. Uh, But is the Jets defense as good as the Giants defense? Can they even play on that same level? I don't think so. So we got to go with Philly, and I think Philly could honestly get back on track and make it a much, much uh, different game than last week. Then you got Arizona against Chicago. Arizona's coming off of a bye. Um, I fully expect Kyler Murray and D-Hop to be back. Maybe not D-Hop. Who knows with his injury. But Kyler's been sitting out for three, four weeks now. I mean, it's it's about time he's back, and this offense can still win without him. 
but they are dang near unstoppable if he is in at quarterback. Uh, and, you know, they're going to need him. Going up against Chicago's defense, uh, they're pretty good. Chicago won 16-14 against Detroit. They didn't have Justin Fields in that game. Uh, he may be back this week. Who knows? If not, they're in pretty decent hands with Andy Dalton. He had uh, <clears throat> 317 yards and a touchdown through an interception. Um, the yardage total honestly makes it look like they were just throwing the ball all over. Uh, but that scoreboard tells you a different story. And barely scraping by Detroit to go in and possibly upset a team like Arizona, I just don't see that happening, especially if Murray's back. There's not a shot in hell they win. The only way they maybe win is if Kyler again doesn't play and their defense scores a couple of touchdowns. So going with Arizona, uh, I, I still think Arizona is the best team in the league right now. Uh, Murray being in, just solidifies that then you got the chargers against cincinnati uh chargers lost 28 13 against denver herbert had two interceptions one of those was a pick six for pat certain so that's awesome uh for that rookie but damn herbert is just so inconsistent you never know what you're gonna get week to week this past week two interceptions the week before had a bunch of yards was the top uh, fantasy quarterback what are we going to get this week going up against uh, Cincinnati? They're going to have to be in a shootout, and Herbert's going to have to lead that charge. So interceptions can't happen. He needs to be more efficient, and they're going to have to throw the ball quite a bit. Uh, in Cincinnati, they won 41-10 to against Pittsburgh. Burrow, pretty pedestrian game for him, especially when their offense scored 41 points. He only had 190 yards a touchdown and an interception so where did all this come from well very good defense and joe mixon mixon for two weeks in a row now has absolutely crushed it on the ground in just the ground uh 165 two touchdowns i mean if you're a fantasy manager of him you're super happy scoring touchdowns getting over 100 yards and he can still score you about 25 without catching anything through the air uh, so, you know, it's an offense. Both of these offenses are ones that can absolutely explode. Really hope we see that this week. You know, it would be great to see, you know, a 41-34 game uh, from both of these teams because both their offenses can do it. Their defenses, hit and miss. I mean, it. I don't even know what to say. Uh so I just think it's going to be an offensive showing, a lot of offense, and I trust Cincy's uh, offense more just because they've been more consistent all around as a uh, offense, whereas the Chargers offense goes as Justin Herbert goes. If he's up and down, they're up and down. So we're going to go with Cincinnati, but I think it's going to be a really good game. Honestly, could be the game of the week with how these offenses can play. Then you have Tampa Bay against Atlanta. Tampa won 38-31 against the Colts. They've now won two in a row, and they're doing just enough to keep pace for that number one spot um, in the NFC. So they got to keep winning. 
I mean, they're they're right there with the Packers, with the Cardinals, and you know, so they're outlasting teams like the Rams who have dropped two straight. But uh, offensively, they were not doing so hot until later in the game against the Colts. Uh, but the Colts have a really good defense. Atlanta does not. Atlanta won 21-14 to against Jacksonville. They've only won two of their last five. Um, Cordero Patterson, though, he was back, had 100 yards rushing for the first time this season. Um, we haven't seen a lot from him in the passing game the past two weeks, which is very surprising because he just seems like the do-it-all guy and starting out the season, it was all through the air. I think if they want to continue to be successful, they have to get it to him through the air and give it to him on the ground. Give him that 100 yards rushing and give him six, seven, eight targets so that he can turn that into more productive offense for your team. Um, and going up against Tampa, that run defense, I mean, they shut down Jonathan Taylor for quite a bit this past week. And when you look at the numbers Taylor's been putting up, 89 yards is very pedestrian so what's the formula going to be for Atlanta to possibly pull off an upset they're going to have to be efficient hold on to the football and then you know move it around get Patterson involved um, keep Russell Gage involved get Kyle Pitts involved so there's a lot of things that are going to have to happen for them to upset Tampa Bay so we're going to take Tampa Bay pretty easily uh but it's another game that could be a trap game tampa bay has gone out and put up gooses against nobodies before this season uh but i don't think that's what it's going to be this week jumping into the afternoon games you got jacksonville against the rams uh jacksonville lost 21 14 against atlanta if we look at this offense it's just atrocious and if you can't play good offensive football it's going to be very hard for you to win Trevor Lawrence, nine touchdowns, ten interceptions. Uh, let's let's take a look if he's actually going to be in this week. Uh, I know he's been dealing with some injuries, and I don't know if he's missed any time, but nope, he's healthy. So, I mean, they still got that number one pick guy in there. He hasn't been really playing up to the level he needs to for this team to be successful negative uh, touchdown to turnover differential only 215 yards a game I mean your quarterback has to do more than 200 yards a game to spark your offense to move the football and defensively they are giving up a hell of a lot 360 yards per game and 26 points so if your offense can't move the football and you're giving up that many yards that many points it's going to be a rough time for you. And they're going up against the Rams who, yes, they're on a slide. Uh, they've lost three in a row, but this is going to be their get uh, get right game. And they almost got it done against Green Bay. They lost 36-28. to 28. Uh, But a team like Jacksonville, they went out and beat Buffalo. Props to them. But the Rams, I think they get right this week. <clears throat> going up against Jacksonville who can't move it offensively can't really actually stop you defensively so i think the rams have that one then another pretty interesting game we have washington against vegas uh washington won 17 to 15 on monday night against seattle 
gives them three wins in a row. Uh, they have 370 yards in two games and 320 uh, in their other game in this win streak. So over 300 yards of offense, holding the opposing offenses to not very much. They're playing very well. And what do they do the best? They just control the football. You know, they don't go out and do things that are flashy. They don't, you know, run up high scores. But they control the football. They keep it away from your offense. Their defense stays well-rested because, you know, their offense is out for so long. And they just control the ball, control the game, and that's how they've been winning. Uh, One of those wins against Tampa Bay, doing the same exact thing. You saw it last night. I think the time of possession differential was about 20 minutes. If if your team can keep the ball 20 minutes longer than the other team, that just grows your chances of winning exponentially. If they go in and do that against the Raiders, who are struggling up and down this year, then they'll have a pretty easy time. But Vegas did win 36-33 to against Dallas in overtime. It was their first win in four weeks. And again, it came off that questionable PI call. Had they not won, honestly could have been, or had they not gotten that, I think they probably would have lost, lost four in a row. So where are they sitting? You know, Derek Carr, he came out a couple weeks ago, said it's all on him. He's got to get it figured out. Um, But, you know, 36 points, that's a good total uh, to put up on the board against a team that you have to put up a lot of points on against Dallas. Uh, but the Raiders, they're pretty infamous so far this season for squandering possessions. And if you squander possessions against Washington, you may not get the ball back for a while. It's going to make it kind of hard to score, make it tough to win. So we're going to go with Washington. Uh, you know, Vegas is 6-5. and five. Washington is sub-500. But... Washington's just playing better football right now than the Raiders, and I think they can go out and control the ball fairly easy, making it a pretty good one for them. Then we have a pretty, well, no, it's not even a pretty big uh, divisional matchup. You got Baltimore and Pittsburgh. I was going to say a pretty big matchup, but Pittsburgh, eh, they're just not looking good. Uh, Baltimore, 116 to 10 against Cleveland. But Baltimore's offense, they've just been super stagnant the last three games. Uh, 304 yards of offense and 10 points against Miami. 299 yards of offense and 16 points against Chicago. And only 303 uh, yards and 16 points against Cleveland. They have won two in a row, but the fact that they put up 16 against Cleveland... Only 10 against Miami, only 16 against Chicago. For an offense that has all of these weapons that they should be going out, and they've showed it a couple times this year, that they can go out and put up 40 points. So what's wrong with their offense right now? It's just not clicking, and they're going to have to get it figured out. But in their defense, they went up against three really good defenses. Miami's a really good defense. Chicago's a really good defense. Cleveland's a really good defense. Going up against Pittsburgh, who doesn't have T.J. Watt. <clears throat> uh, Pittsburgh defense that just gave up 41 to Cincinnati, uh, who's winless in their last three games, going 0-2-1, where they tied against Detroit, lost to the Chargers, lost to Cincinnati. I mean, it's it's a very steep hill for Pittsburgh to climb, and I think this 
like the Rams, could be a bounce-back game for Baltimore. And I think their offense, you know, as much as it's struggling and as scary as it is to hope that they get back on track, I think that they do, and they'll beat Pittsburgh. So we're going with Baltimore in that one. And then closing out the afternoon, you have San Francisco and Seattle. Uh, The Niners, they won 34-26 against Minnesota. Pretty big win there because Minnesota, again, they keep it close and always have a chance to win. So San Francisco going out, closing that game out, that's pretty big. Uh, Debo Samuel, he's had five touchdowns in the last three weeks. Four of those have been rushing touchdowns, but he's doubtful for the next one to two weeks. He's got a groin injury. Uh, So where does that leave this receiving core? Well, luckily, Brandon Ayuk has finally started coming on. He's got 13 catches, 202 yards, and a touchdown in the last three weeks. I think himself, Trent Sherfield, who has been playing very well as as well, and George Kittle, their offense is going to be fine. Elijah Mitchell's playing really, really well. They've won three in a row, so they're right on track to go in and play a very good game and they're going up against seattle who's reeling right now uh they lost 17 to 15 against washington they've lost three in a row and they have less than 300 yards of offense and over 350 yards given up per game on defense um in the last i think three games and they gave up four to arizona 400 to arizona without kyler murray so their defense not really stopping a whole lot. Offensively, Russ is back. That's it. He's he's not playing like Russell Wilson. This offense isn't moving the football. So we're going to go with San Fran in this one. Even without Debo Samuel, their, their Cordero Patterson of their team, uh, I, I think they still get it done. They still have enough weapons, and they're playing a lot better than Seattle right now. So I think San Francisco gets the job done. Then hopping into Sunday night, honestly, this is the game of the week. Not because I'm a Broncos fan, but because there is a huge shift in this division if Denver wins this game. So you got Denver against Kansas City. Denver won 28-13 against the Chargers. and They've won three of their last four, so they're kind of getting moving. And going up against Kansas City, who's coming off of a bye, but they've won four in a row. So what's got to give in this game? Denver's got to control the football, have to control the football, and have to contain the big plays against Kansas City, which it's possible. Teams have been doing it this year. Uh, Kansas City barely beat the Giants a couple weeks ago, had a good game in between there. So they're playing well. Are they playing well enough to be the old Kansas City Chiefs? I don't know. Denver, their defense, shut down a high-powered offense last week. Javante Williams finally started getting involved. So, I mean, there's a lot of things lining up for Denver to go in, make an upset, and shift this division. Uh, But I hate betting on the Broncos in a big game. (coughs) Excuse me. Hmm. The gut says Kansas City, but my gut has gotten me not dog shit for the past five weeks of picks. 
we're going to go with Kansas City, but I think Denver's got a very good shot to go in and make an upset and possibly take over this division. Uh, defensively, playing really well. They've got a lot of younger defensive stars, uh, but can they keep up with Tyree Kill? Can they shut down Travis Kelsey? I mean, do they have those weapons? No. I mean, I don't know who they're going to put on Tyreek, but they need to find that one guy to put on Tyreek and keep him on him the whole time. Who are they? Who do they have to contain Travis Kelsey? They're going to have to figure that out. Uh, so we're going to go Kansas City, but maybe an upset alert. Maybe Denver goes out and wins. And then on Monday, you got New England and Buffalo, another huge uh, divisional game with a lot of implications of who's going to be the top of this division. You got New England who won 36 to 13 against Tennessee, won six in a row. And in the six games, their margin of victory is 25 points. 25 points between them and the other team in six straight games. That's insane. They are playing so well. It's a lot of kudos to their defense. Their defense is going absolutely insane these past six weeks. And offensively, they're playing very uh, efficient. So efficient offense, uh, stellar defense. It's a recipe to win games. And they're going up against Buffalo, who is very shaky right now. They won 31-6 to against New Orleans, but they're only 500 in their last six games. They lost to Tennessee, Jacksonville, and Indy. And here's, here's the kicker. Their wins are only to Miami, the Jets, and New Orleans. New Orleans, sure, that can be seen as a decent win. Miami, sure, that can be seen as a decent win. Um, but they beat Miami before Miami started getting hot. And the Jets are the Jets. So do we trust that the Bills can go out and get a win over the Patriots who are playing good football on both sides of the ball? I don't think so. I think I'm going New England over Buffalo, as crazy as it sounds, uh, with you know what we know about Buffalo. But I just think the defense... For the Patriots can easily shut down this offense who has been shut down by lesser defenses in this consistent uh, efficient offense for New England can get the job done so we're gonna go with New England in that one all right so locks of the week are returning we're going Minnesota over Detroit we're going Tampa Bay over Atlanta and we're going the Rams over Jacksonville all of those, I mean, Minnesota over Detroit. Minnesota's offense playing super well. Detroit is winless. Tampa Bay, they're a complete football team against the Falcons, who are shaky on offense. Defense could or could not be there. And then the Rams over Jacksonville. It's a bounce-back week for the Rams. They are the better football team. The Jaguars can't move it offensively, so we're going with the Rams as a lock over Jacksonville. Then the upset alert. I just said Denver, Kansas City could be a big upset. Uh, you know, Kansas City, I'm sure, is going to have a majority of the votes, a majority of uh, that money line going their way, but it's a game Denver can go in and win 
flip the division. It's going to be a good game to watch. And then I don't know how the odds are going to look on this, but because Vegas has a better record, I'm going to say an upset alert is going to be Washington over Vegas. Uh, I don't know how the lines are going to look, but I, I see Washington coming out of this game with the win either way. Uh, and could be an upset because they are the team with the worst record out of the two. So, you know, that's that's what I'm thinking this week. You don't got to trust anything I say because the past five weeks have been absolutely awful. Uh, my main lock team five weeks in a row has lost. I don't know. But, hey, I don't care. I'm declaring this week. It's getting back on track week. I'm going to be like the Rams. I'm going to be like Baltimore. I'm going to get back on track. This week, it's going to be a great week. Going to go out and win all all the games. All of them. Even the toss-ups, we're going to win them. Uh, So good luck to you and your picks. Hopefully, if you're just a few games behind, make up some ground this week. Uh, And if you're in the lead, pad the stats. So... Don't forget to join tomorrow. We'll have the fantasy show. And then uh, we didn't have the Lucky Bets uh, show last week because of Thanksgiving and everything. That should be back this week as well. We'll have Dylan Corbett on the show. So don't forget to tune in for those. All shows will be normal time, 1 o'clock. So don't forget to tune in, watch those, and we'll see you tomorrow.